And welcome to another edition of Wrestling POV. I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with the T-O-Double-D, Todd Silver. Yo, yo. And of course, the third wheel, Rick Serrano the third. Hey, people. And our intern, Miguel Cole. Hello, how's everybody doing? All right. Um, this episode, number 85, we have a new segment. Um, it's going to be right after Raw Notes. And uh, I'll explain to you in detail what this new segment is. It's going to involve the Wrestling POV crew. And it's also going to involve the fans. You guys can get involved yes. too. because And the reason why we're doing this is because you guys, you people, yeah, I went there, would, <laughs> would get really pissed off or upset with the Wrestling POV crew. And we did our bracket, our fantasy bracket. And uh, you guys were like always saying, oh, you missed this person, you missed this person, you missed that. Okay, we get it. <laughs> so now we're doing, we're going to do something different. It's not another bracket, but this is going to be a month-to-month basis. So we'll explain that later on. Right now, it is time to go to Rick's Round there for the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right, and before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. Yahoo! All right, this week, Awesome Kong turns 40 years old. Damn, really? I thought he was older. Serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You look good for 40. What? You look that old. Yeah. I mean, did yeah. you see Glow? Come on. She look good in Glow. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. All right, Jesus. sure. Sure. All right, fine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Speaking of ugly, Sin Cara turns 40 years old. Another 40? What's going on, Rick? Is this a recurring uh, theme now? You're going to do everybody's turning uh, 30 and 40? It's been going on like this for the past couple of weeks. Hey, man, I just read the news, man. That's all I do. <laughs> You're a professional right, broadcast Speaking journalist. Of- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of old... Raven turns 53 years old. Man, did you see what he looks like now? Did you see oh him? My God. I feel so bad. That's terrible. Why don't we give it some wrestlers that, that we care about, right? <laughs> Holy cow. I seen him in the indie show. He cut his hair. He left it all gray. He looks terrible. You know? Yeah, yeah. Listen, man. Terrible. Ugh. Yo, Raven, listen, first of all, you should need to back off <laughs> The dude is incredible. His promos is amazing. The guy made wearing a skirt cooler than Roddy Piper. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's around now. Yo, you can say change. Mr. Rick, come on, man. We here, brother. All right, next up, Wendy Richter 
six years old. Dang, she's not even in the Hall of Fame yet, is she? I don't I think so. Don't, I don't think so. I don't think she is. She should be. Right? <laughs> Wait, so you tell me Beth Phoenix is in before one director? Mm, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's All funny. right, and last but not least, <sighs> Tony's favorite group, Uh-oh. The New Day oh. member, Xavier Woods, turns 31 years old. Nice. All right. Yep. Sure. Tony, you don't like New Day? No. No. Can't stand. I can't. I know. No. No. See, Tony, tell the truth. No, Tony I don't. Tony has a New Day T-shirt, a New Day box of bootios, and we got a video of him dancing to them. So, people, <laughs> if you don't believe me, check us out on Facebook page at Wrestling POV and check in on a little video, do a little search, and you will see Tony Diaz <laughs> loving some bootios. Now, right. You know I wasn't a fan of theirs at the beginning, but after a while, you know, I I started, you know, hopping on the bandwagon. Well, you know, I was I was in the same boat, you know. At first, I was like, eh, the gimmick's not gonna work. It sucks. It's terrible. And then I got, and then they grew on to me. And then it just went, it came and went just like that, you know, because they were constantly on TV. They're doing the same things. They're doing a lot of innuendos that you're like, okay, wait a minute. If these guys can do it, why don't you just switch the damn show to a rated R show? You know what I'm saying? But they didn't. They still trying to keep. The, they they think that their humor is funny, and it's not to me anymore. So that's why I don't like them. And Rick, besides, I got one thing. I got video proof of you too. Don't forget. You know, don't forget. I got video proof of you too doing the Roman Reigns. Uh, 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 <laughs> Next. Uh, it's that time for the wrestling news from around the world. Well, Rick, you know, and I know, that when it comes to doing commentary, people, they got to mesh together, okay? It's really, really difficult for somebody like JR to mesh with somebody like Lita. I get the fact that they put in Lita because she's a former champion, she's a female, obviously, and she's a legend in her own right, but... That doesn't mean she has to commentate on these people. I'd rather have Medusa on than having Lita. You know what I'm saying? At least Medusa, her character, uh, she can definitely commentate on a match, is twice as better, twice as nice, as you could say, than Lita. You know, and them two would mesh together perfectly, you know? it's I agree with you. It, it's terrible. And even the good old JR can't save that program now. And the thing is, some of the matches are good, but then some of the matches are like, all right. And then yeah, I didn't watch like, it yet, but I'm crowd noise. Yeah. Like I haven't, I haven't watched all of them, but when I watched the first two episodes, the first episode specifically, the first match specifically, the match just started, and all of a sudden the crowd, whoa! <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the very next move, whoa! The same tonation and everything. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, there's something going on there. But yeah. Uh, it's starting to pick up. up. I've got to watch the the laser. I think I'm four episodes in the first two rounds. I think. Um, okay. So I got to watch the new one they just put out to catch up. So uh, I got something that happened there too. So there's other All things. Right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little bit crazy, but go ahead, Rick. Oh, Mr. Rick, I have something important to tell you. Oh, what? 
I tell you? Uh-oh. What is it? Why are you whispering right here? Just say it out loud. Mr. Rick, Wendy Richter is in the Hall of Fame in 2010. Yeah, you should probably should have whispered that to me. I mean, come on, Mr. Rick. Okay. Hey, at least we know he's good for something. Right? Yeah, at least. He's all stuffing. <laughs> Alright, next up, we got Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly put on notice from Sanity after they attacked Eric Young in the parking lot last week. Hmm. William Regal also warned them to fight in the after they attacked Eric Young in the parking lot. Now, hmm. Regal also warned them bring the fight in the ring because also at the end of NXT, I didn't catch it, they also attacked Drew McIntyre after NXT went off the air. So, I think a little thing's picking up there with the former Ring of Honor guys, Insanity. Yeah. I'm liking where it's going, but, alright, I, I, I like Sanity so much, I don't want them to get, <laughs> like, taken out by these Ring of Honor guys. True, no, that I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, also, Asuka relinquishes the NXT Women's Title on NXT this week. Um, William Regal Amber Moon. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I, I was just shocked. Yeah. Miguel was cheering that on. <laughs> Mr. Rick, come on. You know I'm an Emma Moon guy. Emma Moon? Well, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Emma Moon, Emma Moon was there. She came in through the crowd. And she stuck out her hand and pulled it back just like Oscar did and gave her a hug. How nice. I know, right? Now you think that uh that cute? next champion? Ember Moon? Has to Ember be. Moon? I mean Ember Moon has to get the belt. Yeah. Who else? Well, there's um uh the chick from Sanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. I can see that. Huh? And who's that other who's the other chick? Uh, oh my god. Uh Ruby Riot. Another one, Ruby Riot. I can see Billy her. Kay, Peyton Royce. All right, yeah. let's see what we're doing here. There's a lot that uh, can hold that tab, but I see Ember Moon having it though. I really do. Like I said, Ruby Riot. We got uh, Peyton Royce. We got Billy Kay. So I see what you're doing there. We, we're at, there are actual choices that they can mm-hmm. have replace Oscar, but yeah. who can really replace Oscar? <sighs> it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be yeah. tough for sure. All right, next up, uh, two and five live. Enzo Amore is the new number one contender to face Neville for the Cruiserweight title at No Mercy. I hope Neville wins. Uh, yeah, but, um, I mean, so what, Cedric, um, what's his name? I keep wanting to call him Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander. So, he's, his time's not up yet. You know, Enzo just comes straight in and takes over, and all of a sudden he's a better uh, 205 wrestler than Cedric is? Come on, man. That's bull crap. Ugh, that's bull. That's all the news I get. All right, let's go straight out to rumors. Uh, segwaying off of the uh, May Young Classic, Ronda Rousey and the other four horse women. Did you guys see that video? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> But stupid. All right, now go, going back to <laughs> right, going back to Ronda Rousey. It's her impending debut in the WWE has a lot of people talking. We don't even know when she's going to uh, start yet. Uh, but Rousey, uh, Ronda is bound to be in some kind of confrontation um, if her showdown with the WWE's horsewomen is an indication of things. Um, 
we'll see what goes on. But an interesting thing that happened. Um, with that, all that being said, someone had asked Nikki Bella if she was excited about Ronda Rousey coming to the WWE. Now, she all this is all she said, which is kind of weird. Um, the only thing Nikki Bella said was, of course, I'd love to fight against her. So it's, it's weird. Get her ass kicked. Who, Nikki Bella? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree to that. But, uh, <laughs> so let's, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's it's like mixed messages going around. You know, it looked like they were going to have a feud with the WWE's four horsewomen. And then them, it's, it's I don't know, it's just weird. There's, there's a lot of stuff going around around that. And when Nikki Bella couldn't really give a straight answer, all she said was, well, of course, I'd love to fight against her. I mean, that's not a question. That's not a proper response to a question. You know, that's, that's my thing. I don't know. That's just weird. All right, so the next one, on to your favorite wrestler, Rick. CM Punk has yet to sign on the dotted line for another fight. There has been speculation UFC might not be the best place for the next fight either. After all, Mickey Gall, I don't know who he is, but made a pretty quick work on him. Oh, yeah, he's the guy that fought against him. UFC 203. It's been almost a year since Punk's defeat in the Octagon, and some might think his UFC career was a one and done. Do you guys think that or no? I hope not, because he's the best in the world today. He's best at everything he does, except for fighting the UFC. But I can see him fighting one more fight. I think, I think him joining UFC was a big mistake. I knew from the start that whoever he was going to fight his, his first fight against he was going to get his ass kicked, and look what happened. So, oh, yeah. I think even UFC is is not a fit. No, no good. No not bueno. F- not, not for him. Not for him. And I really agree. Now, a UFC fighter, Duke Rufus. You, you guys heard of him? No. Me neither. Uh, he recently posted a picture of CM Punk saying he's awaiting his next fight confirmation. It's certainly a good sign that CM Punk might be having another fight soon enough. We guys look at that. Interesting, right? I don't know who this Rufus guy is. Duke Rufus? I didn't know who who Mickey Gall was. You you know what? It's kind of sad because he's the one that beat (laughs) CM Punk. Talking about CM Punk, I did hear that. I don't know if it was a rumor or what. You know, you can't trust everything you read online. Except for here. Except for here. You might be working out a detail coming back to, you know, WWE. Did anybody hear about that? Um, No. No, no, no I, 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 Tony Hughes is not everything. If he didn't hear about it, it didn't happen. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back, but I read something that something's in the works or something. I don't know. I didn't read. Oh, CM Punk? Yeah, CM Punk. I don't know, man. He left in such bad terms. There's, there's a thing in wrestling. It's called being blackballed. And if you're blackballed, you're never going to be back in the WWE. I don't care who you are. If Vince McMahon. Vinnie Mac, if he blackballs you, you ain't coming back to the WWE. You ain't making it to their Hall of Fame. You ain't gonna make it. I'm sorry, no, it's not gonna happen. You know, you look at somebody. Was blackballed. Oh no, he wasn't. He really wasn't blackballed because Vince knew that they were gonna settle their difference. Okay, look at the issues between Vince and Hulk Hogan. They had a lot of, you know, with the steroid thing and everything else. But Vince didn't blackball him. Why? Because he knew he's going to use him again someday. So, with CM Punk, I'm not saying he's blackballed. I'm not saying that at all. I didn't even hear that. But 
at this, it, to me, honestly, <laughs> it's going to sound messed up. I think it's still too soon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think the breakup is still too soon. It's fresh. Yeah, it's still fresh. So, I, I mean, we'll see what happens with the UFC. I think if I think if CM Punk loses this next fight, if he does fight, if he loses it, dude, you, he's you, coming you, home. You, you got him. Stop. It's enough. You you no. You, you you did a lot of talking, and it didn't. You know, nothing happened. So sorry. first of all, first of all, CM Punk didn't talk any trash. <laughs> he has respect for the business, <laughs> and he just trained his ass off. Mm-hmm. I don't know where these people are getting these rumors from yeah. about talking, but that didn't happen. <laughs> all right, he's the best in the world. He lost in the first round, too, so. <laughs> all right, that's all I got for rumors. What do you got for injury, Rick? Um, uh, Mr. Tony's pride after he realized that he never won the WPOB championship. <laughs> I'm going to get it, damn it. Bastard. <laughs> Our injury report, the big show, will be undergoing hip surgery sooner rather than later. Um, he's been in a lot of pain over the years, apparently. I see that. Um, so... This last match he had with Braun Strowman is probably his last for a while. He'll probably he has his contract is up in February, mm. so maybe the Royal Rumble make an appearance. Um, if he's having hip uh, surgery, I don't know. Uh, Isn't that a long recovery? I would assume so. Um, I would assume so, yeah. but it's the big show. I mean, that's true too. All right. Um. Yeah. So that's all I have for injuries. But I want to tell you guys something about iTunes. Nice. Subscribe to our Wrestling POV podcast on iTunes. Hit the little subscribe button and boom! Automatic updates on whenever we have a new episode. Also, why don't you leave a little five-star rating, you know what I'm saying? I mean, don't leave one, don't leave two. A five-star rating! <laughs> also, leave a review. It's great things for us to read a review because we're just like, wow, this fan really cares. Oh, they want to see more of this? Let me read you a review right here. Mr. Tony Diaz has the voice that matches like if you were wearing a velvet outfit. Wow. Wow, that is a review. If I ever heard one. Wait, what am I going? Mr. Rick, I, I was only playing around. I didn't think you were actually going to say that. All right. So leave a real review on our iTunes and we check it out. We check it out every single day looking for reviews, seeing what we can do better for you. So remember, go on Wrestling POV Podcast on iTunes and subscribe. Leave a five-star rating and leave us a little review. So yeah, we know what you think. whether you like the show or All not. Right. <laughs> exactly, but you better like it. That's right. All right, people. People out in Long Island, our very own Todd Silva has some news for you. All right, thank you, Rick, for that uh, lovely intro. So for um, those of you listening, this is my third episode with you guys, and I've been having an absolute blast. I love coming on talking wrestling with you guys. But Rick and Tony, um, the reason that we met is that over the summer, uh, Wrestling POV Podcast and my website, which I worked on here on Long Island, which is called LINE, stands for Long Island Music Entertainment, you know, we sort of joined forces, and then Rick, you asked me not very nicely to be part of the, uh, the crew over here, so I definitely, you know, once again appreciate that. So what LIME is all about, Long Island Music and Entertainment, I know a lot of our listeners are not from the Long Island area, but if you are a listener from the area, you know, you might want to listen up. LIME is all about Long Island Entertainment, which is why it says LIME. It stands for LIME. So what we do on the website, you can find it at LIMENY.Weebly.com, where you can find there are cool video interviews starring yours truly, myself, with 
cool local bands from the area here on Long Island, and cool celebrities. We just wrapped up a cool celebrity with Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer is a very famous comedian that many of you are well aware of. Since Jim Brewer is like, you know, the top star that we've interviewed, we didn't do an interview with him face to face, he called me, so that's a cool interview. We also interviewed Long Island Zone, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Zone, Dee Snyder. Uh, I did a video interview with Dee Snyder face to face, so you should see that. And if you are listening and you are from Long Island, you can check out our calendar section. On our calendar section is where you can find the latest and best events for the for the current month of you know stuff happening here on Long Island. So once again, the website is lineny.weebly.com, and of course, like we had a wrestling POV podcast, we're also on Facebook. Facebook.com backslash Long Island Music and Entertainment. That's all one word. So once again, if you're if you want to check out a cool website, whether you're from here on Long Island, whether you're from another state or another country, you know definitely check it out for um, for all your needs. And talking about other countries, Tony and Rick, I got some good news. Um, I don't know if you saw it on our Facebook page, but the other day I got my first and probably only fan in Matt Nowak from London. So I I want to give Matt. A big shout out, you're listening in London. Matt Nowak is my first, and like I said, probably my only fan. So Matt, thank you for your kind words on Facebook. And with that being said, my friends, we're gonna take a quick pause for the cause. Yo, 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 this right here is former WWE World Tag Team Champion, Grandmaster Sexy, Brian Christopher. And you know, when I'm gonna listen to a podcast, I'm gonna listen to the best. And if you wanna listen to the best, you're gonna tune in, Listen to Tony and Rick at Wrestling POV Podcast. Yeah. All right, guys, and we are back. Listen, I just want to deeply apologize to my lad, my fellow member of the 38 lads. <laughs> See, Todd Silver's new here, Matt. Um, I know I really appreciate his input, um, but me and Matt have something very special. And the thing is, it's because I know how to pronounce his last name. So Matt Novak from London, England. I am sorry on behalf of Todd Silver and the rest of the POV crew. Um, it is now time for Tony Diaz and Raw Notes. You know, that's messed up. Is that why he's not my friend? He never said anything to me. He doesn't say shit to me. Is it because I don't say his last name right? Uh, is that what it is? All right, Mr. Matt Nowak. Stick together. Yeah, yeah, you 38 laps and shove it up your ass. All right, so let's go on to Raw Notes. All right, uh, to start off with a match, John Cena versus Jason Jordan. Now, I got to ask, guys, what do you guys think about this whole Jason Jordan? What the hell is What's happening? What's going on? Somebody help me understand what the hell is going on. Since Jason Jordan's been on Raw, he's had three different theme songs. I don't get it. What's going on with that guy? They're trying to push him. He, he, I don't know. He had too much offense for me against John Cena in this match. Yeah. Um, and again with the straps and the like, you're you're not a head shrinker, dude. I mean, I, I can't be the only one that thinks this. It, I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm lost with him. I really am. It just, um, I, I'm lost with him too. I think it, the build-up of it was just stupid. Uh, the only good part about 
Jason Jordan going against John Cena on Raw is that those are my two least favorite people to watch on Raw. So to have them, you know, at the beginning and done with for the next three hours, I was happy with it. <laughs> Todd, I thought you said those are your Jews favorite or something like that. I was going to say, did he really come out with a Jew joke already? Two least favorites. Your Jew least favorites. <laughs> wow. Right, but the, like you said, right? There was too uh, too much. J- I don't know, man. To me, it's like he's trying way too hard. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, the match was subpar to me. Um, John Cena ends up winning. Roman Reigns shows up. Exchange words with Cena about their match at No Mercy. Though I do have to say, Jordan, uh, Jason Jordan's two northern uh, light suplexes. Yeah. How that that shit was awesome. It was. I it mean, was. To, to go front. back to back from a Northern Lights suplex, mm-hmm. that I give a lot of credit to Jason Jordan. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Those that that was cool, but I don't know. I think if he sticks to being, uh, I, I don't know. He, he's I, I I keep thinking about what you say, right? You know, he does the thing with the straps. It's like, dude, stop. That was a good one. Yeah, it's, it's just just have a match. If you lose, you lose. You win, you win. Get out. I don't like you. <laughs> All right, so then up next, it was Seamus and Cesaro versus Rhino and Heath Slater. Whatever happened to these guys? What happened to their push? You know, uh, I don't he know. He got kids. Yeah, he's, double, he's not down to a single wide trailer now. I mean, I don't know. Nah. Unreal. Um, anyway, they lose to uh, Seamus and Cesaro. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail with that. Uh, so then up next was uh, the IC Championship, Intercontinental Championship, The Miz versus Jeff Hardy. This was an okay match. It was decent. I kind of knew these guys would have a good match. Um, the Miz ended up winning, so he retained. So what do you think is going to happen? Are they going to have another rematch at uh, No Mercy? Is that what they, they are? I didn't know that. I thought it was a great match. You know, like you said last week, having Jeff Hardy win that whole battle royal was just amazing. Um, it would have been awesome if he would have, if they would have made him win the belt. I knew they wouldn't, but you know, I was hoping that. What also crossed my mind is that I don't know if you guys noticed the um, the, the backstage segment interview with the, with the Hardys. I was thinking, I hope it wasn't going to happen, but I was thinking if Matt Hardy was going to turn on Jeff, causing him to lose the belt. Thankfully, that didn't happen because I'm a fan of the Hardys, but. I thought it was a great match, and just having Jeff Hardy in that match against The Miz, just like out of the blue for winning the Battle Royal last week, was just amazing. So I was a big fan of the match. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, good. It was a good. Yeah, one. I mean, like you were saying, Tony, I, I thought it was a good match. Um, I wasn't. Oh my god, it was so good, like Todd. But um, <laughs> with this match, like you said, I don't, I don't see a rematch coming. I don't see. No. I mean, yeah, Maurice got involved, but I, I think that was a one-and-done kind of thing. But again, now we are three weeks away from No Mercy, and The Miz does not have a match. He like, better have a match, I tell you. Yeah. He better have a match. That's all i got to say. So, All right, so then up next, again, I'm talking about the Cruiserweights. Shocking, I know. Enzo Amore, Cedric Alexander, and Grant Metallic. Now, i got to head to SmackDown real quick. Uh, when they were talking about this match, I don't know if it was Corey Graves or it was the other dude, um, Byron Saxon. He, they pronounced it metallic. <laughs> Did you guys catch yeah. that? I'm like, come on, man. Man, sit your ass down. <laughs> oh, 
yeah, throwback. Got to bring that back. Shit. Um, so anyway, they defeated Nundar, Tony Nese, and Drew Gallic. Gulak. Or Gal- is it Gulak? Oh, yeah, go ahead, Gallic. Yeah, well, with, with me, with Drew Gallic. That's all right. <laughs> all right, so uh, that, that's all with, with that. Wait, so, so going back, because I wanted to... To jump in uh, at the end of the Miz, Jeff Hardy talked. You, you mentioned Maurice jumping in. How amazing was my girl Maurice looking? I love Maurice. We need to get her on the show. I need a phone number. I need to meet her. I need to do something. I need Maurice in my life. I think we need a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> or a blow up doll. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alright, so then up next, uh, Finn Balor's cut promo. <laughs> Do we gotta worry about you, Todd? I mean, it's a little great. <laughs> my, my girl is gorgeous. Come on, you, you think so too, Tony. Come on. <laughs> she is, but god damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, bet, I bet Matt in London agrees with me, right, Matt? <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not on the air. I'm still mad at him. <laughs> I know he's not on the air, but he's agreeing with me. I, I see him shaking his head out. Yeah, he ain't agreeing to shit. <laughs> 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 All right, so now Finn Balor's cutting his promo, challenging Bray Wyatt again. So obviously this is going to happen at No Mercy. Bray Wyatt came out and challenged Finn to a fight, but he's got to be himself and not the demon. So. Yeah, you know, I can dig that. I mean, I'm, I don't want to see the match again. But I can no. actually think that I, I like the story. But again, Bray Wyatt, you're talking like you beat people up, man. Yeah, like, no, that's Wyatt. and that's so fine. That's fine. But the thing, my, my problem is with this match is that when Finn Balor is going to fight against Bray Wyatt, and if he loses without being the demon, are they really going to do this angle where Finn Balor can only win matches if he's the demon? I mean, come on. I'm it, glad this show is called POV. Because it seems like every time I open my mouth, I have totally uh, opposite opinions from you guys. But I think Finn Balor, as the demon, is better than without the demon. I think he needs to be the demon more. Because it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I, I said a few weeks ago, I think he's going to be the newest face of the uh, you know, the company very soon. And he, he is. I'm not taking anything from that. I'm just saying angle-wise and storyline-wise... They can't go with this, oh, he's got to be himself, not the demon. It, to me, he's he's a good wrestler if he was or not. You know what I'm saying? With the demon, it, it gives it that added touch. And I like it. I really do. But the way WWE is thinking is that they want to use the demon for pay-per-views and special events and crap like that. You're never going to see the demon on Raw or SmackDown. It's not going to happen. They're not going to do that. They haven't since he's been on the on the main roster. So, you know, I just don't want them going to the angle of he can only win if he's the demon, you know. or He's got to be so pissed off to be the demon and win and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. All right, so up next it was Emma and Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss. Now, the stipulation is, is that if Banks and Bliss wins... The Raw's Women Championship at No Mercy will be a one-on-one. But if Emma and Nia Jax win, then it would be a fatal four-way. What are your thoughts on that stipulation itself? Not the match, but the stipulation. The stipulation, I, I, I like it just because Emma's going to be involved. But again, I don't want to see another fatal four-way for the women's title. Just, I do. Enough is enough. I do. I really do. It's your POV. You damn right it is. You damn right it is. Now, I'm going to go off subject for a second. 
Sasha Banks. Blah, <laughs> Sasha Banks. Yeah, I know her. That's <laughs> a twin sister. But um, she's been under a lot of scrutiny lately. Um, yes. with the, did you guys you guys heard about it? Yes. Um, yes. She she was on some show. I don't know why she wasn't on this show to discuss it. She had to go on some other show. Sasha Banks. Oh, Sasha Blanks. Sasha Blanks, exactly. Bitch. Anyway. <laughs> um, she was on a show talking about how she gets upset that um, a fan or whatever, like if she's arriving at an airport at 4 o'clock in the morning and so there's a fan there... She does, she feels she doesn't have to give you an autograph or a picture or whatever. Or if she's heading to her hotel room or whatever and there's a fan there, she feels that she shouldn't have to... It annoys her, in other words. What do you guys feel about that comment uh, or statement from Sasha Banks? It could be annoying. If, if you're a celebrity, you should expect that. You know, yeah, you know, it starts 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. That is kind of early. That's kind of like... Sort of ridiculous for a fan to come up to you and ask for a picture. I know that you might be flying all, all night, but if you're a celebrity, if you're in the like the limelight, you know you should expect that, and you should give, you know, you should give that one fan, if it's this one fan or a couple fans, whatever, um, whatever they're there for. You know, yeah, it kind of sucks, but you should expect that. You're you're a celebrity, and you're in the public, so. You're going to be noticed and you're going to be approached to a hunt. All right, Rick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I see where Terrence is coming from, but I got to be honest. I mean, as a celebrity myself, when I go to the airport, it's just, oh, can I get this autograph? Oh, Rick, can you take a picture of me? Oh, Rick, blah, blah. Mr. Rick, they asked you to take a picture of them, not with them. Damn, Miguel. Why? Why? Damn, put you out there like that. Yeah. Damn. That's messed up. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to tell you, um, uh, <laughs> boy, I'm going to explain it to you like this. Well, gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Okay, now, out of the three of us, I'm the more experienced in this field, and I feel... Even if, you know, I had her um, celebrity status, I would never turn anybody away. I wouldn't give a damn. You know why? Because, you know, one minute you can be a top celebrity, the next minute that shit can be gone. And you really think somebody's going to want your autograph then? Bubba Ray Dudley and Chris Masters. You guys remember Chris Masters, right? The genetic Lock. Yeah, the Master Lock. They both tweeted towards Sasha Banks. They said, you know what? Instead of, you know, there's going to be a day where you're going to arrive at the airport at 5 o'clock in the morning and those fans ain't going to be there. So to complain about it now, hey, <laughs> you got to chill out, you know. And you know what? They're absolutely right. Now, I get it. There's a, there's a fine line for that. There really is, you know, where, I mean, if you're calling the damn airport to find out what time she's landing and what hotel she's at, eh, a little bit stalkish there, you know. Might, just a little bit, you know. We might have to send Todd over there and try to... What? <laughs> Why are airports or hotels giving this information out to random people? That should be confidential. It should be, but it isn't. And it sucks, you know. But, uh, you know, truth be told, some people are like that. 
You know, and, and, and I, I just think that Sasha could have talked her way in a different angle as far as the fans go because that, that rubbed a lot of people off the wrong way. Uh, just, just out of curiosity, um, what the hell does Maurice fly? Oh, Lord. Anyway, let's keep going. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm for a friend. Yeah, okay. <laughs> wow. All right, so back to the, the women's match. Um, MMI Jacks win, so it's going to be a fatal four-way at no mercy. I'm okay with it, you know, and, and the reason why I'm okay with it is because you know, Sasha Banks, you know, I was a fan, and now I'm just not starting to be a fan. I'm sorry. And and I'm going to be honest. It had a lot to do with that interview. Don't be a stuck-up, you know what. You know what, I'll say it. Don't be a stuck-up, biatch, and act like that. You know, don't act like your shit don't stink. Because, honey, it's true. There's going to be a time, there's going to be a day where you're going to be at that airport, and there ain't going to be nobody there during the day or night. All right? So take a chill pill. Shoot. And being from Boston. I'll be there. Yeah, I bet you would, Todd. So, <laughs> anyway, so I'm glad. They need to take her out of that title picture. Let's change that shit up a little bit. So, all right. <laughs> up next, it was Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose versus the club. Um, Seth and Dean retained. Sheamus and Cesaro tried to interfere, but Rollins was still able to win that match uh, with a roll-up. After the match, the club came down. They started brawling. Well, not came down, my bad. The club started brawling with Sheamus and Cesaro. So, could they be triple threat, maybe? Triple threat. Triple threat. All right. At least the club be involved. That would be a shocker for them to win, right? No? No? No. Nothing? Okay. All right. Shut up. All right. So, the, the, <laughs> the main event, it was the steel case match between Braun Strowman Versus the Big Show. The Big Show hit this big elbow drop from the top rope. Um, the the commentating on that. Oh, my God. That used to be his finisher. Listen, that, why was I trying to sound like JR? He wasn't there. But they were plugging that so bad. It was like, all right, enough. Damn, I get it. Um, <laughs> Braun Strowman ends up winning. After the match, Braun Strowman just did a quick promo, picks up the Big Show, slams him through the cage wall, which I knew something was going to break, which was the steel cage, and, um, that was your raw. It was okay. It, was, it wasn't bad. Alright, so I don't know if you guys remember, I'm sure you do, but remember the pay-per-view St. Valentine's Day Massacre when the Big Show debuted? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Alright, so I thought that the way that pay-per-view ended... I thought that was possibly one of the greatest endings of a pay-per-view or just a, a wrestling show on TV in general. The way the way that he came through the ring, um, surprising everybody, attacking Stone Cold, throwing him through the uh, throwing him through the steel cage, having that steel cage open up just like like he did on Monday, having Stone Cold drop to the floor and winning and shocking McMahon. That was the greatest ending, and they should have did something like that on Monday where instead of. Strowman winning the match in the, in, the steel, in the steel cage. They should have had him throw Big Show, you know, same way, but then had Big Show win the same way that Stone Cold won the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Plus, I want to weigh in that a steel cage match, there should be no referee in a steel cage match. The only way that you should win is by going over the top. So that, that's why the, uh, the blue steel cage should come back and stay. Um, I'm totally against having to win a steel cage match 
via uh, pinfall. It should be over the top or through the door. So if they would have made that ending where Strowman threw Big Show onto the floor having Big Show win, that would have been amazing, but they didn't. So that's, that's my two cents about that match. I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, because, well, you know, the Big Show has to, you know, I mean, they got to make Braun Strowman look strong. You know, so fighting against the Big Show in a steel cage, yeah, that's going to push them a little bit from what they think. Um, the stipulation, well, the, the way the cage matches used to be back in the day, it used to be where there wasn't a ref. And you had to, in order to win, you had to climb out. There was no one, two, three in the middle of the ring. It was either you climbed out from the top or you went walked out the door. And the only ref was... being in the ring shouldn't be. Like, I hate that. Right, no, no, and I agree with it. It's just, you know, the old school way was, you know, the ref was outside holding the door. That was it. Just one entrance, that's it. And, or if they climbed out of the ring. So, you know, you know, with the, I, my thing with cage matches, though, is that if there's not going to be blood involved, don't do the freaking cage match. I'm sorry. So, what's your opinion well, on it, Rick? Well, if you check out Rick Prince on our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter, at WrestlingPOV, you can see that I ranted about this damn match because for 15 minutes out of the 20, the Big Show had the best offense on the number one contender for the Universal title. Not only that, but at 10.32 p.m. they announced this match. This match did not go on until 10.55. You want to talk about a referee in a cage match time? They interviewed the goddamn referee. Why am we interviewing the referee? Just, God. Check out Rick Rant's. Facebook page every Wednesday. I did say that, you know, the match, I did notice the match started five minutes before, so, you know, what's up with that? Yeah, no, they're just, I don't know what they're doing. It's just dumb. All right, so let's go straight on to our new segment. It is called the WPOV's Top 10 of the Month. All right, basically, this is how it goes. It's going to start with me this month. I'm going to give you guys my top 10 of who I feel, and it's not just WWE. It's between Ring of Honor, New Japan. Uh, even if an indie dude is like all of a sudden rising to the top, he could make the list. It's going to be hard to make that list because we're only doing the top 10. We're only doing the top 10. No, but this is the twist of this top 10 list. Basically how it goes is I'm going first. I'm going to give you guys my top 10 of who I feel should be the top 10 in the world according to our rankings. These are our rankings, so to speak. Now, once I give the rankings, next week, Todd Silver is going to review his ranking, the rankings, and he's only going to be allowed to take off two wrestlers if he feels fit to take off two wrestlers and put in two of his own. Now, another stipulation he can do is he can rearrange the whole damn order. So my number one could end up being number 10. Or my number one could not be in it at all. But he does not have to take the two. He could either leave the top 10 alone and just make a few adjustments. Or he could take the two out and replace it with two more wrestlers he feels needs to be in that top 10. Now, once he gives his list up next week, the following week is going to be Rick Serrano III's turn. And he has the power... <laughs> and he has the power to take out two wrestlers and put in two of his own. Now, the only thing is, is that in order to add somebody, he has to take somebody out. So, at the end of the day, 
once he gives his top 10, we're going to leave it up to the fans to decide, did I get it right? Or did Todd Silver get it right? Or did uh, Rick Serrano III get it right? It's, it's going to be difficult, especially my first, my top 10. I made this list and I was being by, you know, I was being fair. Okay? I'm just going to let everybody know I was being fair. I was being very biased. <laughs> All right, so you guys ready? Yes, sir. Uh, all right, so here's the top 10. My number 10 spot goes to Prince Huma, a.k.a. Ricochet. I think he deserves in that top 10 spot. Um, he's. I'm waiting for him to show up in WWE. Why he's not there already, I don't know. My fear, though, is that they're going to put him straight on like a 205 Live type deal. I hope they don't. I really hope they don't. I want to see a match between Prince Puma or Ricochet against Finn Balor. That's a match I'm dying to see. So, he made my top 10 list. He is number 10. Now, number 9 I have on my top 10 is Kenny Omega. Now, the reason why I have Kenny Omega that low is because he got injured. He's injured his knee. He's going to be out for a while. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not saying this to be an influence, but if Todd Silver takes him out, I would not be upset. Why? Because he's going to be out for a while. There might be another person that, you know, probably stepped it up. But he is hurt, so that's why he made it number nine. I originally had him up there. I'm not going to lie. But when I found out he got injured, I was like, eh, he still makes my top ten. It's just that I had to lower him down in the ranking. Now, my number eight goes to Samoa Joe. Now, the reason why I went with Samoa Joe, and, the re- and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to lie, he was my number one of my top ten. But again, he got hurt. He wasn't around for the past two weeks. It kind of hurt him, in my opinion, in my ranking system. So that's why I got him that low. So he's number eight, in my opinion. Now, number seven. Rick, you're going to be shocked with this one. My number seven is The Miz. (laughs) Yes, The Miz made my top ten. I'm going to tell you, I've been really impressed with his wrestling work. I've really been impressed with his promo skills. He's the IC champ. I think this is a good fit to where he belongs because... He really knows how to throw a show. I really couldn't stand his ass when he first came out. I couldn't freaking stand him. But he grew on to me. So now that's why he made my top ten list. All right. Up next, and remember, guys, just fans, if you're listening to the show, just remember, this is my opinion, my POV. Okay? If you don't agree, just write it down on the damn page. That way I can yell at you. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. All right. So then... (laughs) My next one is Bobby Roode. He is number six. Now, the reason why I went with Bobby Roode is because he has been on a roll. When he came out to SmackDown Live, I was like, I was so impressed with the pop that he got. The, his wrestling skills off the chain. He really knows how to throw a good match. And I think number six is fitting for Bobby Roode. Now, my number five pick is probably going to be a shocker to everyone. I'm not going to say his first name because I'm going to butcher it. He is Okada. He is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. He is on a 432-day run as the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. This dude, I'm telling you, I don't think Japan's ever going to let this guy go. Um, Maybe his goal is to be in the WWE. I don't know, but I think New Japan's going to offer him so much money 
that they're going to be like, no, you're not going nowhere. I'm very impressed with him. He has a really good match. His feud with Kenny Omega was off the hook. That's why he's at my number five. Now, number four I have is Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, even though he is, in my opinion, getting a little bit uh, behind in the game, but he still manages to, to be the top heel in SmackDown, I have him at number four because he can still play it. He, he plays a good role, man. And, and he if he's not on anybody's top ten list, I don't know what the hell you're watching. <laughs> so now my number three is the Ring of Honor heavyweight champion himself, Cody Rhodes. I am so impressed with Cody. He, he's, he did the right thing by asking for his release. He's been on a terror in the indies in Ring of Honor and New Japan. He's part of the Bullet Club now. I mean, he did it right. In my opinion, he did it right. You cannot, I mean, you just can't. You just can't. He's that spot, number three spot, in my opinion, I think that's where he belongs. Now, my number two is in he's my he's my new favorite wrestler. He can never do no wrong in nobody's eyes, in my eyes, AJ Styles. AJ, I'm telling you, he can take any program and he can run with it. He is right where he needs to be. He can do anything with anybody in the WWE, in New Japan, in Ring of Honor. He can do it. He belongs in that number two spot. Number one, my number one pick in my top ten is Shinsuke Nakamura. I really believe he that's he right now he's taking the world by storm. He's again fighting for the heavyweight championship even though you know I critiqued it a little bit about why does he deserve that match again, but he had a really good match against John Cena, a really good match against uh, Bob um, uh, Randy Orton. And just his appearance alone everybody freaks out. He knows how to entertain a crowd. He knows how to throw a damn good match, but he deserves that number one spot right now. I know there was a lot of people that deserve to be in this top ten, but in my eyes, for this month, I think the, this is the right to me. This is my right top ten. Rick, what are your thoughts on my top ten? Well, I, I gotta, I mean, I gotta be honest here. Um, I thought uh, it was really shocking. I was really shocked at some of your picks. I, I, uh, I actually agree with a lot of your picks. Um. The last thing I do have to say, Tony, about your top ten was that it was, uh... Don't. Don't. (laughs) It was, uh... It was interesting. Um... But stupid. (laughs) I knew you was gonna go there. (laughs) I think I did good. I think I did good. For those that agree or disagree with my top 10, make sure you go to our Facebook page at Wrestling POV and jot down your comments and say, hey, you know what? Tony got it right. I think I agree with Tony. F you guys. You know? <laughs> or you can't say, you know, you know what, Tony? I think you messed up on this one. But come on, Rick. you got to give me props. You thought that Roman Reigns was going to be in that number one spot, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I think to pitch Rick off, I'm going to put Roman Reigns at number one. Ooh, boy, you're going to be on Rick's bad side. He's already flaring up. It's okay. <laughs> wow. All right, so that is my top ten. All right, and listen, I'm going to 
Ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, Wrestling POE Podcast is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Not only do these shirts look good, but they feel great. Founder and wrestling legend Al Snow had this to say, What does everybody want? <laughs> no, actually, he said, This is not my company, it's our company. This is our brand. For all of us who love wrestling, it belongs to us. Now, if that doesn't inspire you to go to collarandelbowbrand.com, how about this for inspiration? Use promo code WPOV and receive a 10% discount. People, 10%, it's more than 9. Mm-hmm. And 8. And, and 7. And you didn't even paint. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so let's get over this real quick. Um, SmackDown, JBL. It it opened up great because JBL is no longer there. He was replaced, but then he was replaced by Corey Graves. I mean, he's great on Raw, but I don't want to keep saying the guy over and over again. Now, I got an opinion on Corey Graves. Okay. Okay. Um, Granted, he's good. He's okay. He's not great. He's not JR material. He's not any of that. My problem with Corey Graves is, brother, are you a heel or are you a face? You know what I'm saying? When he first, when they first introduced him, he was like, oh, yeah, it's not my hand, Brian Saxon, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, he was like, you know what? F you, Brian Saxon. You don't know what you're talking about. I came here to do a job and blah, blah, blah. That dude, that, I'm like, seriously? Seriously? That is my rant about uh, Corey Graves. Go ahead, Randy. <laughs> I'm yeah, confused with uh, that. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Randy Orton and Nakamura both had backstage interviews mm-hmm. uh, pre-recorded. Nakamura, this is his best when he's pre-recorded. Yes. Um, a lot of people don't understand what he's saying, but I speak a little Japanese, so I understand everything he says. Okay. Uh, Can you translate? Next up, Carmella. No. <laughs> 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 All right. Try. Next up, we had Carmella and James Ellsworth out in the ring. They get interrupted by Kevin Owens, who says he will be the referee for Carmella's next match. What? And Shane interrupts and says he's been patient with Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens says uh, Shane is trying to impress Vince and his kids. And then Shane's like, don't mess with my kids. Don't mess with my kids. All right, relax, bro. Relax, you just said you're trying to impress your kids. It wasn't anything serious. Relax! And then Kevin Owens says it would have been better had Shane not survived 
the helicopter emergency landing. I will not call it a helicopter crash because it was a helicopter emergency <laughs> landing. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, that happened right over here. That happened real close to me. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably uh, you trying to get Maurice and mess up the whole signal and knock the helicopter out of the sky. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Oh, so, yeah, so it would have been better off if Vince, if he would have never survived the helicopter landing, for Vince, his wife, and his kids. And before you can say kids, he got smacked in the face. And Shane McMahon went off and slipped outside the ring. Kevin Owens is waiting for the hit, but Shane slipped, so he's like, oh, what do I got to do here? And uh, he threw Kevin Owens over the table and beat him down until Daniel Ryan came out and saved, saved Kevin Owens from Shane McMahon, because Shane was a lunatic. <laughs> um, and then afterwards, we went to a commercial break. That took 20 minutes, by the way. Um, Kevin Owens yeah. was backstage saying he's suing the WWE and pressing charges against Shane McMahon. Then finally, we got Natalia versus Carmella, which ended with Natalia winning because James Ellsworth distracted because he got distracted Carmella because he dropped the briefcase in the ring. They thought she was trying to cash in. She got pinned and lost the match. After the match, Carmella smacked the chin off of James Ellsworth <laughs> and just like dropped him. She just said. Psh- Dropped him like he was nothing. Um, it got even more bizarre, though. She dropped him like he was hot. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, wait a minute. What is this with Carmella, though? I mean, you know, she had the baggy pants, and then she switched to the like the bathing suit type uh, uh, wrestling gear, and then she went back. Now she's wearing tight pants. I mean, yeah. is it, she's looking I for mean, something. I, honestly, I like what she had on. What's that? Tight pants. Yeah. No, I, I like I like the look she had this week than Pat previous weeks. So yeah. that's what I wanted Maurice, to say. Maurice looked better though. Oh Lord! All right, so next up, Dolph Ziggler's <laughs> re-debut did not happen again. I mean, after two weeks of saying the same thing, he went and said, "You know what? I'm not going to say it for a third week. I'm just going to show you what I've been saying oh, for three God, weeks." This was terrible. Uh, God, this was so bad. Uh, he came out dressed up as John Cena. I don't like the mocking of Macho Man. I, you know I, what? I didn't I either. Bad, I had a bad taste in my mouth. I did too. There's plenty of other people that have valets that you could have mocked. They were, did not, yeah. Did no, not no, no, I totally agree with you on that one. That that was not the... No. That's not... That was not... I don't know. I don't know. To me, that was disrespectful. This might be the first time in POV history since, you know, I debuted that I think all three of us are going to agree. I, that was That was bad. That was, that was yeah. bad. Um, and then he came out as Naomi. And he glowed down the ramp. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it was interesting. But, but stupid. stupid. <laughs> uh, speaking of stupid, next up we had Sammy Zavers and in English. And I said, you know what? I really am really starting to really like Sammy Zayn. I really, really like him. And he lost to Aiden English. Not to say that I don't like Aiden English, I just don't like the way that they had Aiden English win. If you're going to have Aiden English go over, have him actually win the match. Don't have it a 10-second match. When you had Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens going for 20 minutes, you had them fight for 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, after the match, English started singing it again, and he got ran off by Sami Zayn. Uh, next week... The Usos have announced for next week in Vegas they're going to have a Vegas street fight. 
against the New Day for the tag team titles. Yep. yep. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Me neither. Uh, Daniel Bryan gets a call from Vince McMahon, and he tells him to go out to the ring, and he calls Shane like three times. Like, Shane, why are you not, like, why are you not ready to go? Um, took very long for him to get to the ring. He finally gets to the ring. And Daniel Bryan is about to start crying, is what I saw. <laughs> I can't believe I got to do this. This is worse than when I have to eat meat. <laughs> and true. Oh, he God. basically told Shane, um, you're suspended indefinitely. Oh, my God. That's true, man. You dragged that out for what? You see how annoying I sounded? <laughs> Daniel! Did you? Jeez, oh, boy. That was only Maybe one thing got... interesting that happened, but go ahead. Next up, we had Jinder Mahal. Now, if Jinder Mahal can cut a promo, I would be like, wow, shocked. Because this promo is getting worse and worse. He's backstage, my people, people. <laughs> Have you noticed he can never say Randy Orton correctly? Oh, my wife told me she loves the way he says Randy Orton. What? Randy Orton. Yeah, he says says the T. When I beat Randy Orton. I'm like, wait, what? Is it Randy Orton? (laughs) I mean, it is. Randy Randy Orton. You talking about Randy Orton like that? Randy Orton. (laughs) I got that Orton guy right there. I got that Orton mode. I mean, I mean, I was saying Orton like that because my wife, I mean, she liked this. So that, that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you need to have a talk with your wife. Yeah. Saying it like that. Jinder uh, <laughs> Mahal, it was a terrible segment. Um, yeah. Will it be the RKO or will it be the Kinshasa? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Next up, we had Baron Corbin versus Ty Dillinger. Um, if you didn't know how Baron Corbin won this match, AJ Styles reminded you about 10,000 times, calling Baron Corbin, you're, you, you know what you are? You're a cheap shot artist. You're a cheap shot artist. You are a cheap shot artist. He's a cheap shot artist. They're a commercial break. They were even saying that. They're like, AJ, we're yeah, in commercial. Yeah, but he's a cheap shot artist. <laughs> I was like, goodness gracious. He got that cheap shot artist. By God, he's a cheap shot artist. <laughs> so, after Baron Corbin won, because he's a cheap shot artist, AJ's backstage, and he offers Ty Dillinger the U.S. title open only to him next week on SmackDown. Why? Because he's a cheap shot artist. <laughs> and then, if SmackDown wasn't already at 99% horrible, we're going to have a special look at Bobby Roode. Not a match. Not not a match. Nope. Not a match. We're going to have a special, special look. look. Yep. All right. Yeah. Like Bobby Roode. Yeah. I mean, I like Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode's in Tony's top ten. Yeah. But can he have a fight? The guy didn't fight. We saw Shane and KO go on for 20 goddamn minutes. I heard AJ Styles <laughs> and King Shaw Artist 10,000 times. <laughs> Alright, I digress. Next up, if, it was, if SmackDown wasn't already 99.9% disgusting, <laughs> Carmella kissed James Ellsworth. Oh. 
Ugh. I mean, Ugh. Big Cass, you gotta be thinking, what the hell is she doing? What? what is she doing? Why is she kissing this guy? Hey, I'm watching her on the TV. What's she doing? I mean, <laughs> that's just nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the kiss, after the kiss, she slapped the chin two states over. Yep. Like, that's a hard slap. Yeah, very, very hard. I yeah. mean, uh, I mean, we got Ty quiet because I, I think he's thinking about Maurice right now. Um, Todd, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maurice. Oh, boy. What oh, the man. Hell? It, 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 I mean, Todd, the way Todd's been sounding this episode, I think he would like to get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice, the way Jane Nelson got slapped. Uh, I, think, I think this is uh, my best episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> it might be your last. If the <laughs> 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 Oh, that's just nasty. Wait, what? <laughs> what the oh, hell is going on? <laughs> All right. Um, so that was a good show today. Uh, I love the new segment of the Wrestling POV's Top 10 list. Next week, it'll be Todd Silver's turn to arrange the order or keep it the same. Or he might just take out two and put two in its place. Who knows? We won't know until next week. So everybody's got to tune in, okay? And don't forget... 
subscribe to our Facebook page and also our iTunes and leave a comment and of course the five stars we want the five stars on iTunes you know do it on the iTunes you know what I'm saying that is our show for today I am your host Tony Diaz along with Mr. Todd Silver Oh shit, I I totally go as far. Uh, Peace out, my friend. Especially you, Matt, in London. He's going to kill you. And the third wheel. And our intern. Miguel Cole. Adios. Love, peace, and hair grease. We will see you next week. Peace out. Good night, everybody. The hell was that? The hell was that? The hell did that come from? Why did I talk like this? <laughs> okay, guys, seriously, can I say something? Yeah, guys. Um, so what are we going to do about this Todd guy? I mean, he's talking about Maurice. Do we really have to look out? You, you know, um, Miguel, Todd's still on the line. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, so, so yeah, Todd is, yeah.